Hello there and welcome back to today's episode of the Manifest Podcast. And at the time that I'm recording this, there are only 15 days until Be The Love will be available in bookstores everywhere. So make sure you go and pre-order your copy, whether you get it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble, or if you would like to get and receive the $111 valued meditation album that I've created completely free. This meditation album has seven tracks to accompany the seven lessons in the Be The Love book. You can go to sarahprout.com slash be the love and enter in your receipt number and I'll send you that meditation album completely free and you're going to love it. So today's episode is about I'm not even sure what it's <laughs> truly about yet. I just know that there's some inspiration bubbling up from within of the topic that I need to share. And so if you guys know this show and you have been listening to the episodes, I think we're up to like 240 something episodes now, you know that I speak from my heart and I get behind the microphone when I feel inspired to, to share what's going on. And what I've noticed is that book launch time for me has triggered the internal landscape of what I wrote about in Be the Love to heal. And what I mean by that is as a public figure, as an author, as a teacher, when you are in a public spotlight or you have a significant amount of followers, it's a blessing, of course it is. But there also comes with it the imposter syndrome that rises up of, am I enough? Do I look okay? Am I sounding okay? Right? It's all of the things that I write about in Be The Love, where we question our worth. And I've noticed that there are so many people out there that feel the same way as me. So when I launched Dear Universe back in 2019, I hadn't done all of the work that I write about in Be The Love. It was still an internal battle to feel like I was enough, to feel worthy. And looking back on some of the footage of my Dear Universe book launch time, you know, I had eyelash extensions, uh, I had hair extensions. It was expensive <laughs> to uh, upgrade my look or at least provide something for me where I felt like I was showing up in a way that I assumed other female presenters and authors and public figures needed to do this in my industry. There's lots of women that choose to do that. Now, before I go on, I want to say that this isn't about judging you if that's something that you love. If you love hair extensions and lots of makeup and eyelash extensions, this isn't directed at you. This is, <laughs> this is my perspective. And if you get anything from this episode, then that's great. And if not, just leave the rest, right? Leave the rest, try it on, see if it fits. But for me, with this current book launch, I <laughs> I felt those feelings rising up again of, am I enough? Am I enough? And of course it does. We teach what we need to learn. <laughs> and so it was a beautiful opportunity for me to really try on whether I need eyelash extensions. And I know that sounds very shallow and very trivial. But the point of me sharing this with you is so that you can see that I'm doing the work in real time. I wouldn't put my name on the cover of the book if I wasn't willing to share with you that I've done the work and the work still continues to unfold. So I booked in eyelash extensions for Friday. Now, if you've ever had eyelash extensions before, 
this is what happens. You go to a salon, you lie down for maybe two or three hours, and the technician places longer eyelashes on each of your individual eyelashes so that it gives a fuller a fuller appearance of eyelashes so you don't need to use mascara. And they glue with glue. I'm not sure what's in the glue, <laughs> but they glue the lashes on your individual lashes. And every two weeks, two or three weeks, you have to go and get fills because they fall out naturally and you have spaces, right? So it's a time commitment. That's a lot of time. And it's also a financial commitment. And it can make you look ready to go. It's being high maintenance to be low maintenance, if that makes sense. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do that. (laughs) And then the doubt started setting in of, I don't know whether I want to do that. Why am I doing this? My husband never, ever has commented on my eyelashes saying, oh, your eyelashes look pretty. Why am I doing this? Is it because I've seen other people that have had successful book launches with eyelash extensions? Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Do I really want them? It means I can't rub my eyes. It means I'm probably not going to go swimming in the ocean because it will just take all of this, all of the glue off and the lashes will come off. And like I said, I'm aware that I'm sounding trivial, but it's important to dive into these ways in which we believe we should do something just for the sake of doing it and being just like the other people. This isn't a dress rehearsal. You get to be you on your own terms. This is the premise of the Be The Love book, that you get to empower your emotions. You get to show up with self-compassion and not have to feel like you have to add something or take something away, lose weight, gain weight, um, look a certain way, cover your gray hair, get rid of your wrinkles. I had a conversation with my daughter Last night as I was putting her to sleep, she looked at me. She's like, Mommy, you have a T on your head. I'm like, what? (laughs) And I said, could you show me, Lulu, where you see the T? Could you just draw it on my forehead? And she drew like a line that's between my eyebrows and on my head. And she's like, how did that happen, Mommy? And I said, well, it happened because I laughed a lot and I cried a lot. And it is proof that I have experienced many emotions in my life and they're the hinges of my face. And I thought to myself, you know, I've had Botox before. I've had fillers before many years ago. And it's something that I consciously chose not to do anymore because I got headaches and I don't know what the long long term implications are. And once again, if you do that kind of stuff, totally on you. But I encourage you to do your research I'm 42 years old. (laughs) I don't need to look like I'm 20 or unwrinkled. (laughs) I don't even iron my pants. You know, why would I do that to my face? Um, There are, for me, I am so driven by being creative, by writing, by practicing my craft, by sharing topics that inspire other people to remember that life isn't about just how you look. It's not about how you look, but we live in a society that is fixated on appearance, on people fluctuating their body weights. You just look at any magazine in a supermarket and it's like so-and-so has gained 30 pounds or so-and-so has lost 30 pounds or, you know, just the preoccupation with the physical form is really weird. And we need to, as the hashtag says, normalize normal bodies. We are normal and everyone's different. 
Right? But when you compare yourself to somebody else, somebody who you believe is filtered or um, you know has has had work done, right? Don't make yourself feel less than because you can't, you know, afford eyelash extensions or hair extensions or Botox or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a personal choice of how you appear as an archetype in your own reality. And you can change your mind too. You could be somebody that never ever dyes your hair and never ever wears lipstick and then all of a sudden snap your fingers. You could go, you know what? I want to try this today. And that's perfectly okay. This is a non-judgmental space. But for me, truly embodying the work and the, well, the work, <laughs> meaning the work that I write about in my book, it's about self-acceptance. And I can't, for me, with integrity, practice self-acceptance if I'm going to glue eyelashes on my eyes or stick plastic on my fingernails or tape somebody else's hair to my scalp. You know, I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? I mean, crazy in a nutty kind of way. It sounds like it sounds like we're not enough. You can look at it from, of course, the space of decoration and in so many traditions and cultures around the world, adding more to your physical experience or physical appearance is part of celebrating the art of being you. Uh, my son, he is into body piercing, right? So he's constantly adding new things to his face. <laughs> uh, he's got, I mean, he's got or had, I think, over 26 facial piercings. That's just his face, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And for me, you know, as his mother, I remember what his face looked like before he had extra holes in it, right? But it's his choice. He gets to celebrate who he is in a way that he wants to. And he can also choose to take those out when he's ready. And the important thing is to remember the sovereign choice to do what feels right for you. So for me, it's the internal discernment of there could be a time where I put on eyelash extensions and I feel really empowered and I do it from the space of decorating and celebrating who I am versus me doing it because I don't feel like I'm enough. So my question for you is how could you Bring more awareness to the choices you make and examine the intentions as to why you're doing it and if they're truly necessary, right? I remember when I first started getting gray hair, as I mentioned, I'm 42 years old and it's only been in the last year or so that I've been getting like the occasional gray hair that, that pops up and I see it there. And originally when it first started happening, I would get the tweezers. And I would pluck it out. <laughs> and then I thought, what sign is this sending to the universe if I am removing a natural part of me? That's just a natural part of the aging process. It's a gift to age. It is a gift to get older. And yet in this obsessive society fixated on appearances, and we have to minimize any sign of aging. But there are things that you, things that you can do that can make you youthful internally, right? Like eating a healthy diet and drinking lots of water and getting enough sleep rather than sabotaging ourselves with toxic food and toxic chemicals. And I mean, this is a conversation for another day, but really leaning in with a sense of curiosity, how you can uh, 
feel better without needing external validation from other things, right? Uh, Something that makes you feel like a million bucks doesn't have to be something that upgrades your appearance and makes you look different to how you would look naturally, right? And, you know, I've, I had a tummy tuck. I made perfect peace. I did this. This is one of the things that I'm most proud of because I know that I did it from a space of self-acceptance rather than self-rejection. And I went through, this was like a 20 year process for me. And I write about that and be the love of how I got to the point where I was completely accepting of my body. And then I got approached by a reality TV show in Florida to say, Hey, we'll give you a free tummy tuck if you agree to go on the show. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not going to happen. But then that started opening up the question of what if I did have a tummy tuck because I've considered it. And now that I've been speaking on stages and I feel like my cause weak, how would that improve my stamina? How would that improve um, the, the feeling that I have in the core of my stomach to stand there with strength. It was a muscular issue for me. I had something known as diastasis recti where the muscles had separated. And this happened when I was 21 years old. So nearly half of my adult life or half of my life, not just my adult life after I had my son Thomas when I was 21. And so I didn't know what it was like to feel strong in my stomach. And I had tried everything. I even tried (laughs) uh, my dad from, I think it was my 22nd birthday. He got me something called an Abtronic in Australia, which I think was recalled because it had zapped people and created burns, but it was like this strap that you put around your middle and it like makes you uh, contract your muscles. I mean, come on, (laughs) but I gave it a try. I tried everything. I told dad I wanted it and he got it for me for my birthday. So, you know, it wasn't um, my dad's intention to get something that would, was designed to change my current appearance. But the point here is that we can try everything. We can try everything externally. You can do all of the things, all of the seemingly right things. But unless you really learn how to be the love you believe you deserve internally by following the seven lessons that I outline in Be the Love, such as believing in your own magic and venturing outside of your comfort zone and remembering that you're not broken and understanding the law of letting go – other chapters as well. (laughs) I'm not going to go into that right now. But when you really dive into that work and think about how you hand your power over to companies that just want to profit from you not feeling enough, it's like, "Hmm, where do I want to vote consciously and intentionally with my dollars? So yesterday I logged into the booking appointment for where I was going to have my lashes done I was aware that there was a cancellation fee for the booking, which is totally fine. I respect people's time and I canceled it and I purchased some really nice non-toxic mascara that pretty much does the same job. It takes a little bit more time, but at least I can do it on my own terms so I can use myself as a canvas for when I do want to put on a bit more makeup or for when I want to peel it back and just be cozy, comfy, you know, (laughs) just me. I can, you know show who I am no matter what of course if I'm showing up on camera for an interview I like to get a little bit more dressed up but nothing fancy what you see is what you get and I think it's it's a reminder of what my mentor said to me would you rather look good or be good I think both (laughs) I think both but looking good 
is just one component. Being good, knowing that you're taking care of yourself, that you're nurturing and nourishing yourself, not from the superficial level of, well, you know, the Kardashians all have uh, eyelash extensions or hair extensions or whatever else you have to add into that equation to make you more acceptable for public consumption. It's a total mirage. Examine those blind spots that you have of needing to be more, needing to have more, needing to appear busy. And remember that it's all about the experience and the quality of your life experience. So that is it from me for today. Just a reminder that you still have time to join the Be The Love 5-Day Challenge, which is completely free. Go to sarahprout.com slash btl-challenge. Join me for the challenge. We are going to go over some incredibly powerful topics that will help you to completely transform your life. So click on the link in the podcast description of this episode to join me. And I can't wait to connect with you again very soon. Bye for now.